Welcome to Winning the Inner Game. This is Colton Lindsay. Hey, real quick before you watch the video. Are you looking for the most effective and affordable real estate sales training and coaching on the planet? Well, go to fearlessagent.com and check it out today. Enjoy the video. All right, guys, welcome to the Winning Series interviews sponsored by Fearless Agent Coaching and Training and Mojo Selling Solutions. How would you like to grow your business exponentially? What would it feel like to take more listings every single week and be able to create a referral type business? I'm your host with the Winning the Interview or Winning Series interviews from winningtheinnergame.com. You can watch a new interview every single Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain. I want to say thanks to all of you guys watching the show. It's because you were able to do these interviews and congratulations on taking the time to learn and to master your business. If this is your first time watching, to go to my YouTube channel, subscribe so you can watch all of these interviews, and also visit winningtheinnergame.com to get in the winners uh, winner circle email list for free skills updates and mindset classes. Welcome to the show, Mr. Tyler Meyer. I want to introduce you to a rock star of a real estate agent. I've been watching him on social media and just seems to be growing exponentially. So congratulations. I'm going to open up right now the Q&A section on the Hangout. So if you guys have questions, definitely sure to post them here. Go ahead and in two minutes or less, let our viewers know uh, how did you, a little about who you at this point in your business, what you were doing before, and uh, also how they can connect with you. Um, well, I actually uh, I got my real estate license when I was 19. Um, I started with my previous company back in 2010, and um, I was with them for about two, just over two years. I uh, transferred over to my current company back in 2013, and um, from 2013 to 2014, my business grew about 118 percent. Um, and uh, back in 2000. 14, I ended up closing just under $8 million. Um, our average sales price in the area is about one hundred and eighty to 170000 right in that range. So our, our average sales price is a little bit lower. Um, and uh, this year, I'm on track to probably do eight and a half. Um, I've closed 33 transactions for the year so far. Awesome. awesome. Nice work. So you were 19 today. Oh, did I lose you, Tyler? Can you hear yep, me? you did. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> this darn interwebs. Can you hear me now? I can. You're back. <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, so you were 19 when you got in the business. How old are you today? I uh, just turned 24 a few weeks ago, actually. 24, and you're on track for how many how many transactions this year? I, I'm going to probably do, I'll, I'll for sure do 40 by the end of the year. Um, and I was fortunate enough to uh, be selected as one of the top 50 Realtors under 30 um, for Realtor Magazine for uh, the, the top Realtors under 30 in the U.S. and Mexico and Canada. So that, that's been great. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations. So 2000, what year was it when you were 19? What year did you say that was? Uh, 2010. 2010. So you're in the business almost five years. Right. Yes. How how has business transformed from you from 2010 to 2015? What have you done differently? Um, I would say when I first got in, I definitely did not have a plan to attack um, expired listings. 
And I would say that that's primarily where most of my business is currently coming from. I've listed about 75 homes in the last uh, 14 months that have been expired properties. Um, so wow. I'm averaging about two to three calls per week from my expired mailing program. And awesome. it's, it's entirely turned my business around. I'm primarily a listing agent at this time. Okay, so that's one of my questions I always ask is what percentage of your business is sellers versus buyers then right now? I would say I, I think I've, out of my 30, 30-ish transactions I've closed this year, I think I've closed four buyers. The rest have been listings. Okay, wow. so you've really transformed to do a lot more, more listings than with your business. And how has that made things different for you and your lifestyle? It's, it's definitely made uh, my lifestyle uh, more flexible, um, but it's, it, it can be overwhelming at times as far as keeping in contact with your sellers on a, you know, on a, a weekly basis. I do try to call my sellers every single Friday with updates, and you know, Monday evenings they get an emailed update report from me as well. So um, communication's definitely been key throughout my process. Awesome. So are you a one-man band? Do you have assistants? Do you have a team? What, what do you got? I did um, have a full-time assistant uh, beginning back in 2013, and she was with me for about uh, almost two years. And um, currently I have a part-time assistant on a very, very uh, minor basis just as far as putting sign riders up and you know throwing lockboxes on and, and meeting my uh, professional photographer out there. And, and that's primarily her only job at this time. How do you do the administrative coordination of your files? Uh, well, I, I have uh, everything is I, I I definitely have a little bit of OCD when it comes to keeping organized and um, you know as far as my mailings go, I have uh, all of my clients or potential contacts that I am reaching out to. They're all stored in Excel. Um, they are updated every single day, six days a week. And it, it, it is time consuming, but if it's paying off, I think, you know, everybody would agree to definitely continue going down that road. Okay. So what, what would you like to expand your business in, in the next, let's say 12 to 18 months? What's the vision for Tyler Meyer? And you're in Lake Geneva, right? <laughs> is that where you're from? Yep. Yep. Uh, that's primarily my, my and, main selling And you're area. frozen. I lost you. Did you? <laughs> How is that? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, I can see um, that. So, so yes, that is primarily my, my main market. Uh, my, I, I just recently actually got my license out in California, and uh, my plan is to eventually uh, begin selling out in Beverly Hills. Um, that has been my dream ever since I was essentially crawling, and I plan to be there by the fall um, while continuing to keep my business going here. I... Um, like I said, plan to for sure hit eight million by the end of the year, and and um, hopefully apply as one of the top thirty realtors under uh, thirty again with Realtor Magazine. Um, but my eventual long term goal is to break into the Beverly Hills market. Okay, awesome. So so your goal is to get licensed in California and shift your business over there while yep. still running your business here in or there in Lake Geneva. That is yeah. fantastic. So how how Right now, are you generating? You mentioned expires. Is that where most all your business comes from? Do you have referrals? What What is your overall 
Um, I would say probably 75% of it's coming from expireds right now. Um, another 20% is probably coming from Facebook referrals or um, referrals from other agents across the country that have thankfully been following me on Facebook. It's, it's really, really helped uh, immensely. I'm, I'm probably getting a listing uh, lead every two and a half weeks or so. So it's, it's really helped. Awesome. So just being able to network with, with other agents, you're actually receiving referrals from your, your sphere of influence in the agent database then it sounds like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I was fortunate enough to uh, have just sent my first uh, international referral uh, down to Jamaica. So that's actually helped a lot as well. How, so what is it that you do? Do you have a specific system or you just go ahead and Facebook away to stay in touch with these agents? What are you doing to create a relationship with them? Um, I'm, I, I do try to reach out to as many, uh, as many of them as, as I can um, on a, you know, on a monthly basis and having daily Facebook posts or every other daily, you know, every other day Facebook posts has really helped as well. It, it kind of creates uh, you know, more freedom as far as not having to contact each person on a regular basis. But, um, you know, everybody knows that I'm, I'm just a text away or a Facebook message away and I respond almost immediately. I mean, I'm doing real estate. Okay. So you're pretty quick right now, so. responding on it. I, I have this, um, and I know if you've heard me say this before, but you remember the saying used to be, uh, go to school, get a job and prepare for retirement, right? You remember ever hearing about that you might be too young you're only 24 have you ever heard that Tyler <laughs> I have not ever heard that actually <laughs> so then then it's it changed to where people said it's not what you know it's who you know that's been a pretty right. common phrase it's, it's who you know right? right and I believe that we're now in an era with the way communication is it's no longer who you know it's who freaking knows you Right, and that's what I've been so impressed with what you've been able to do with your social media. It, I, this is my first time really talking to you, besides being on the phone maybe a few minutes before, and I feel like I know you from following your Facebook posts. Right, so so what is it? Are you just share, sharing everything, or what, what? What causes to get people so engaged with you? I, I'm really. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not sharing everything. I will say that, but um, I think there's a very fine line between agents that throw out their brand new listings and you know how many accepted offers they have for the week and you know yes I sold two million dollars yesterday in property you know I think if you post that every single day it definitely turns off most of your audience and they really could care less I mean if you're out there trying to be as inspirational as you possibly can and you know just Positivity definitely goes a long way. I think that the the majority of, of people on Facebook definitely would agree with the fact that we seem to consistently see negative posts and, you know, really affects everybody's day. It definitely affects mine, at least, if, you know, you're continuing to see negative negativity. So what do you do? You, do you intend to go out and clean out those negative people off of your news feed or what are you doing to keep it more a positive stream? I, I don't, um, but the, the unfollow button has been very helpful. Um, <laughs> you know, I try to uh, just continue to follow people that are like myself and, you know, and those that I want to eventually be like, you know, I, I think that if you surround yourself with other successful people, you're going to continue to be successful.
Absolutely. You, you become your environment, you become your thoughts. And so that's, that's, I'm glad you pointed out. Books are you reading to keep that positive mental attitude and keep that positive outlook that you're sharing all the time? Um, you know what? I, I will be the first to admit my reading, uh, my reading activity is definitely not uh, very high, but um, I have uh, recently picked up Madison Hildebrand's book, um, and I'm about halfway through it. So that, that actually went a, you know, a very long way for me because I don't pick up books often. Okay, so you haven't picked up books very often then, but you're trying to do those things that, that keep that positive mindset. And so it sounds like a lot of your positivity comes from the people you surround yourself with then. Yes, definitely. Tell us about your, your brokerage. Is it, uh, is, is it a smaller brokerage, a bigger brokerage? How did you uh, happen to I'm that currently brokerage? with Shorewest Realtors, and they're absolutely fantastic. They are the largest uh, real estate company in the state of Wisconsin. Um, my current uh, actual office, I believe we have 32 agents right now, and um, I've been number one for the past two years in my office. Um, but overall, company-wide, I believe there's just over 1,000 agents. Um, in the state of Wisconsin that are, are with Shar West. And, and how, how well am I coming through to you? Can you see me and hear me well? Great. Can you hear me now? <laughs> sometimes I can hear you and sometimes it's a little spotty. So I just want to make sure. That's, okay. We have these great tools, but uh, sometimes they don't always work. Yep. So yep. what is – take us through – the average day of Tyler Meyer, what you wake and not just real estate related, but you know, you wake up because there's, I believe spiritual, mental, physical, social, and financial all play together in your business success. So, so play it, tell us what you do from start to finish every day. Yep. Um, so I, I did recently just hire a personal trainer about a month and a half ago and it's, it's, it's definitely turned my life upside down. I, um, I'm down about 18 pounds in the last uh, four weeks or so, and um, I'm currently working out from you know 6:30 a.m. Uh, to 7:30 a.m. and then 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day, five days a week. So I do have Ooh. two uh, workout sessions booked, you know, five five days a week. So um, I'm usually sorry. I was going to ask. So how how do you? Um with that being said, so, so how do you find time to schedule two workouts a day? I, you definitely, that was the magic question in the beginning, but as long as you treat it like a normal real estate appointment for yourself, you just book the rest of your schedule around that. Um, I've definitely found that there's not a fire that can't be put out unless, you know, at, at another time. Most things are not 100% urgent that you can't take time for yourself. Okay, so you then rank your priorities, health being one of them, fitness being one of them, and you put it on your calendar. You just make sure that that's yep. an appointment and you prioritize it, and you're yep. going to do that no matter what. Is that correct? Yes. As much as I hate it, I'm going to still be there every day. <laughs> so let's say someone says, because you've got a 7 p.m. workout scheduled. Is that right? Yes. Let's say a buyer calls you and wants to see a house and wants to go to 7 o'clock. What do you do? How do you handle that? Uh, my, first, my first question is going to be, will 6 o'clock work or will uh, you know, an hour after that work? 
Uh, otherwise, I'm available anytime the rest of the week. And then that usually opens up dialogue for them to plan another uh, time period around your schedule. Because most, and I say most, probably 95% of buyers are not you know, expecting you necessarily to be 100% available 100% of the time. Um, I think that the buyers that have to get in to see a property right then and there at that very moment in time, 95% of the time, they're not going to turn out to be real legitimate people that are, you know, eventually going to close. Um, so I think if you can, and that definitely weeds out a lot of uh, potential prospects that are not, you know, going to go anywhere and that are going to waste your time. So um, if they can reschedule or, you know, and I do definitely try to accommodate as much as I can, you just have to find some balance in there somewhere. Okay, so going back, you're at the gym twice a day. Once you're done with the gym, then where do you go to next? Um, I do have uh, – I'm always at the office usually from 9 to noon every day. Um, I try to schedule most of my showings and most of my listing appointments for the afternoon just because that usually gives me the and morning to – And you're frozen. And you're frozen. Can you hear me? <laughs> yep, I got you back. Oh, good. So I usually try to schedule my listing appointments and my showing appointments for the afternoon um, because that gives me a three-hour time block to um, stay on top of my current offers and my current uh, clients that I have just to, you know, stay in contact with them. Okay, so is that is that the morning time that you're dealing with the current offers, current yep. clients? Current yep, I, I, I always have it scheduled for the most part between 9 and noon. Um, if there are uh, potential clients that have to meet in the morning, I will flip-flop that three-hour block and, um, you know, usually every day, three hours, you know, two to three hours a day, I'm following up with my current clients and my current listings just to stay in contact with them. What about new new prospects, new leads? How do you work those besides uh, sending the mailers um, out to expire? Yep, thankfully, um, thankfully, my assistant is actually currently doing all of my mailings for me. Um, and she, you know, has them sent out six days a week and she doesn't miss a beat with them. Um, currently with my expired program, if your property were to, for instance, expire on a Monday, you would get, uh, an initial mailing from me on a Wednesday. Okay. You would get six follow-ups over the next two weeks. Um, unless your property, you know, had come back on the market before then, then you're kind of taken off the list. But each expired listing is getting seven, seven mailings from me in total. So it, it can get overwhelming after a while. And then, and then after how many mailings do they typically call you? Um, currently, I'm averaging they're calling me on the fourth mailing. Um, there's been a steady influx of people calling me on the first mailing, which has been a, a bit odd actually for, for my business. Overall, um, they have called on the third to fourth mailing, but... Um, on average, they're actually holding on to my entire packet for about six to probably five to six months before they physically pick up the phone. So after seven mailings, what do you do with them at that point? Um, they're they're at, they're taken off the list uh, as far as um, constant. I would call it constant communication goes, um, and then they go to my second folder, if you will. And they're getting two mailings a month after that. 
Okay. Are they postcards? What type of mailing? Yep. They're they're so my my initial package that goes out is is full color. It's binded. It's it's a full brochure that's about eight pages long, and uh, it's 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 incredibly well done. Thankfully, my my company did a fantastic job, you know, with helping me with that. And um, I I also send out seven large postcards after that. Um, they're full color, front and back, and you know, the postcards have helped great as well. So do you do you call any of these people ever or just mail them? I have not picked up the phone once since, two, <laughs> since two, uh, late 2012, to be honest. Um, really? I do, I do occasionally. Uh, I will call if it's somebody that I physically know. If I don't know them, uh, my direct mail plan has, has worked flawlessly so far. So I, I've not fixed what's not broken. <laughs> So how about with your, your past clients, your past customers, do they have a mailing system as well? Um, I have them on an email update list and I you know, definitely send out the standard holiday you know, thank you cards every, you know, every, probably every three to four months. Um, but other than that, I, I do try to reach out and are, to are you calling? Are, are you calling them? I am I am calling them about every three months. Do you call months. them and reach out for them at all? I do. I do. I'm calling them about every three months just to kind of stay in contact with them, you know, and, and I really do try to uh, make it clear in the beginning when my clients are working with me that, you know, most likely it'll end up being a friendship down the road. And it's, it's really helped, you know, as far as being able to uh, reach out to them, you know, on a three to two to three month period once the file's closed. So I want to go back to your, I'm really intrigued by this, this mailing campaign to your expireds. They're in the two, after you've gone through the seven, seven uh, mailers, then they go into the twice a month mailer. Did you leave them in that list forever until they list with you or list with someone else? I, or have you ever I do. I do. I, I, they're in the list forever. So how many people are in that list, that group of people that you're mailing? Well, I would say right now, on a regular basis, we probably have about um, anywhere from 20 to 50 expires a day. Um, currently, our inventory is very short, which I'm sure it is almost in every other market out there. Um, we have the least amount of property on the market that we've had since 2007. So the expired, you know, expired numbers have, have obviously decreased as well. Um, so I would say on a daily basis, there's the average is probably about 20. Um, but when you're, you know, if you take 20 times five, that's a hundred a week, roughly. And if you have seven follow-up mailings with them or seven mailings in total, that's 700 mailings a week. Um, but then you add on, you know, your previous weeks and, and things like that. So I would say there's probably in total um, about 1,500, you know, whether they're on it, whether they're currently off the market or just you know clients that we're still trying to follow up with. Okay, so fifteen hundred mailers per per month uh, or active on that list. How how much is that cost per month to be sending those out? Um, thankfully, you know my company's been very uh, available as far as helping their agents when it comes to you know mailings and things like that. Um, the postcards, you know, postcards can be a, a bit expensive, but 
I, I think that, you know, everybody needs a tax write-off at the end of the year. So, you know, spending <laughs> money on trying to market yourself is, is very beneficial. Yeah, I think that's one thing where people really miss the loop. And I've, I've been able to, from being mentored by Bob Leffler and Fearless Agent, really stay consistent with, with direct mail, right? Because the challenge that I see with email, which a lot of people have really turned to, from MailChimp to Infusionsoft, what they think is awesome, but it, your open rate is is maybe 20%, 25%, and if you've got 1,000 people on that list, you just miss 750 of them. Right. Whereas if you send them a mailer and even if they look at it for just one second, right, but they brand you and your business and real estate and then they throw it away and then 15 days later they get it again, all of a sudden they think like, holy crap, this guy is the world's greatest realtor. Right. You really brand yourself with right. a direct mailer. So I'm glad that you're a fan of that. I think a lot of people are a fan of that. And, and as the market shifted the last couple of years, I've seen a lot more big producers really focus on direct mailing. What right. I like about it is you don't just send out to random people that, you know, like a farm list of like 10,000, right? right? You're getting specific to someone that's thinking or has thought about selling a house. Right, right. right. And, and expireds, I mean, expireds are people that want to sell. I mean, they were usually for the most part on the market to move their property. So they are the people that are going to call you first if you stay in contact with them and, and, and market yourself to them. I mean, you're, you are, I will definitely say occasionally I have, uh, you know, two to three weeks where I don't receive a single call. Um, but every single time the following week, I'll get three or four in a week just to, just to kind of, you know, make up for the last couple of weeks. So it's, it's worked like clockwork, to be honest, ever since the end of 2012 for me. Isn't that funny when you put the, the business plan together and when you work it that sometimes you'll feel like, oh, man, it's, you almost get a little worried for just a second. Like, where are the leads? Then all of a sudden, like, holy crap, I've got more than I can. And and if you follow that with time, it just averages out to just do exactly. dozens and dozens of transactions. So exactly. how did you get that confidence just to trust the system that you put in your business plan and just trust it and work it? Uh, I, I, I didn't have many other options. I mean, either you, you know, you'd be successful and you make it work for yourself or, or you get out. Um, if you're not selling property in this market right now, you should probably not be in real estate, in my opinion. Um, you know, and if, if you truly want to take your business to the next level, expireds are definitely something that have to be a, a part of your marketing program. Awesome. I love that. Here's, I want to bring up this, this question because I know you got in at 19. And maybe before I ask the question, why real estate at 19 years old? You know, what <laughs> made you say, I'm going to go get licensed at, at 19? What, what, what? <laughs> well, I, uh, you know what, I, back in high school, I was voted most likely to be a U.S. senator. And so, you know, that might not be in my immediate future plans, but um, I actually have known I've wanted to be a realtor uh, since I was in fifth grade. Um, I did an internship for my, my previous company uh, way back when I started middle school. So that was my first uh, welcome to uh, real estate at the time, and, and it's stuck ever since. That's awesome. So the question is, uh, hey, Colton, I got a quick question, bro. Should I go into college to get a computer science engineering degree, or should I just jump into real estate sales job? I'm 18, and college is paid for. What are your thoughts on that, Tyler? <laughs> 
I, I was actually in the same boat. Um, I, I, I did go to college for a semester. I, I unfortunately went down the wrong path and hung out with the wrong people. I, I was drinking on a daily basis and ne quite honestly never went to class. Um, I, was, I was kicked out after first semester and, and came home and um, regrouped and realized that real estate was my passion. And, you know, I, I, I think that if, if you're questioning whether you want to be in college that may or may not be the right choice for you. So I think that he needs to, or she needs to decide whether, you know, whether she loves real estate more or whether she wants to go to college right away. I mean, if, if, if they don't like real estate, they can always go back to school. Yeah. My, my philosophy on that is school, unless you want to go be like a doctor or something like that, school is the biggest waste of friggin' time, man. And I'm not saying it's a waste of time for everyone, but for the most of you look at Americans that go to college to get a degree, to just leave school with a bunch of freaking debt to go right. get a $40,000 a year job is just ridiculous. Cause I can promise right. you Tyler is making more than $40,000 a year. Am I right? Yes. Yes. And I, I will tell you that I had about $40,000 in debt and you know, drinking every night, it really isn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. I can agree on that one. So how hard is it? You, you tell, told us your system, you know, you wake up in the morning, hit the gym, work with your active clients till about noon, save your afternoon, your yeah, afternoons for appointments. How hard is it to be disciplined to master a schedule like that and just to stay true to that? I will, I will be the first to admit that I have fallen off that path occasionally over the past couple of years, but um, I think that, you know, if, at least for me personally, I'm a very competitive person, and, um, you know, my eventual goal is to be one of the top 10 agents in the Beverly Hills market, so if I want to, to get there, I have to essentially sell my ass off now to be able to afford to live there, so <laughs> you, you yeah. really have to... to to continue to do what's working, otherwise you're not going to succeed. What what, what attracts you to the Beverly Hills market? Um, it's it's just quite honestly, it's always felt like home to me. And and um, if you know you want to be one of the top agents in the world, you have to be in one of the top zip codes in the world when it comes to sales volume. So um, Beverly Hills is definitely not the top of the list, but it's for as far as I know, it's in the top fifteen for sure. Absolutely. I love what you said. If you want to be one of the best agents in the world, you've got to be in one of the best zip codes in the world. Now, not to say that everyone needs to rush and move to a better zip code, depending on what your lifestyle right. and your goal is, but the idea is you've got to upgrade your life in the way you think, in the way you act, in the way you live. You've got to become more. That's what this life is about, is becoming more. So what would you give as some advice to a brand new real estate agent that doesn't know anything about anything and is, is just, what would you say that, what would you, let's ask this differently, what would you go back and say to Tyler at 19 years old when you first got licensed? Uh, relax. <laughs> uh, that would be the first thing. <laughs> um, I, I would say that what I was definitely not expecting was it to take 12 to 15 months for me to really start getting traction with the market. Um, if I had a solid expired program when I first got into the business, I probably would have, have done a little bit better than I did in, in my first year and a half to two years. Um, but when I started, I mean, it was early 2010 and we were at the bottom of the market, at least in my area. 
So, you know, sales prices probably dropped about 48% overall for, for most of the market. So that was, that was quite a bit difficult. Um, but I, I would definitely say, um, you know, hold three to four open houses every single weekend if you can. Um, you're going to sit there, you know, for months, weekends on end and not have a single person walk through. But if you're there and, and, and you know, you get two clients that eventually close on something with you, that's two more clients than, than you know, you would have had. Um, so I think if you focus on open houses and you focus on an expired program, you're, you're going to get to where you need to need to be in six to eight months time. Well, it's, it's tough to a 19 year old. Twenty years, even if you're twenty, do not have the income that you have, right? And you know what? I lost you there. <laughs> oh, I was going to say a lot of people that are your age, twenty-four years old, probably don't have the income that you have. Is that right? I would venture to guess yes. <laughs> it's difficult to really say to, to draw a bunch of refer. I remember I was twenty-one when I got in the business, and I just didn't have a ton of people my age in my circle of influence buying houses. Right, but if you're doing what Tyler's doing, you know, get out and get with the expires and, and do an amazing open house that attracts buyers, knock the doors around to get people into it. When you're 30, and I can tell you this from my own experience, when you're doing exactly what Tyler's doing, you're 28, 29, 30 years old with this business, all of a sudden people are gonna validate you for what you're doing and what your success is and be like, holy crap, he is the guy that I gotta work with. He's the world's greatest realtor. And so I just love that you you didn't just sit around. You went to work. You tried different things. You failed over and over again. Here's a question from William May. What systems do you use to help your business run smoothly, such as scheduling tools, checklist, assistant, buyer agent? Those are just some examples. What, what are some tools and um, systems I, you have I to did actually, uh, my, my, my first full-time assistant, she was licensed as well, and so I was utilizing her as – uh, a buyer's agent when I had an excess of clients that needed to see property uh, if I wasn't available. So um, I would say that that did uh, probably increase my business about 30% over a period of a year. Um, but I have um, rearranged and refocused my schedule to this point where I, I don't necessarily need uh, a second licensed person. I mean, I am able to, you know, schedule my clients around my schedule just because I work seven days a week. So it's, it's helped. Um, Excel. And I would say um, the best phone app you could have is slide dial. And you know, if you're on the go and you can't reach out to your clients immediately, but you want to leave them a, a voicemail for um, a convenient time for them to call you back, it, it, it really cuts down on the time that you need to spend, uh, you know, reaching out to them. So, I do utilize SlideDial quite often. Your your call will go to their voicemail, and and they'll call me back at a convenient time for them, and then we discuss the current market for the week. Awesome. So you know what? I, I really appreciate you being on this show. I, I want to just touch on a few more things before we wrap it up. Sure. Spiritual realm. How much of your spiritual realm plays into your business and what drives you for for a bigger, more Tyler? Um, I would say that's probably grown more so over the last year, year and a half. Um, you know, when you're, when you're 21 and 22 and, and 
selling, you know, three to four homes a month. It's your, your life is a little bit um, hectic and, and, you know, you can pretty much go out and do anything at any point in time that you want. But I think when you uh, physically set goals for yourself as far as where you want to be, whether it, for me currently it's to lose another, you know, 30 pounds and, and I'll be happy or, you know, whether you want to be one of the top agents in Beverly Hills or New York or, or Florida, I mean, if you essentially set goals in any section of your life, you're gonna you're gonna get there. So, so the real thing takeaway that I just took away from Tyler is just be the best you can be at everything you do in every part of your life, and just get better. And it's not a it's not a you have to be the best of everyone. It's to be the best of yourself, the best version of you. Is that a, right. a great synopsis? Right. Awesome, awesome perception on it. That's that's what I believe every day is you wake up with a game to play and, and you just do everything you can to live full out and to do your absolute best in, in what you're doing. So, Tyler, hey, I got to right. wrap it up because I've actually got to head to a meeting here in just about 10 minutes. But I want to say thanks for being on the Winning Series interviews. Keep us posted as you. you know as you go along for the top 30 under 30 realtors. Uh, and as you're starting to move your business into Beverly Hills, I'd love to see that. I think that's just an awesome goal to have. For you guys that are watching, how can they get a hold of you, Tyler? How can they connect? Um, you feel free to uh, either email me or reach out to me on my Facebook page. Um, Facebook page is, is uh, I'm, I'm very active on there. So definitely feel free to follow me on Facebook. And just so you know, if you follow his Facebook page, you will get inspired every single day. So unless you don't want inspiration in your life, do not connect with through Tyler. So, hey, thanks, guys, for watching another episode of the Winning Series interviews with winningtheinnergame.com. Once again, sponsored by Fearless Agent. If you have not already joined the Fearless Agent movement, get over to fearlessagent.com. Check it out. Understand how you can double the amount of business you're doing in just a short amount of time. And Mojo Selling Solutions, something that I use in my own business and I highly recommend if you want to create a massive CRM and the ability to multiple dial these people, that is the way to go. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank See you. you. Hey, everyone. Did you like this episode? Well, be sure to subscribe and share it with friends. If you want free content and world-class training on inner game, real estate, and turning the impossible into possible, and the invisible indivisible, well, visit me at winningtheinnergame.com and enter your name and email to the winner circle. We'll see you there.